everybody, and welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, and I'm joined by my friend Taylor Wells. How you doing, pal? Doing all right. A little tired. It's been a long week, but ready to get the show on the road. And a very special guest, Kat Vidam. What's up, Kat? Hey, hey. What's up? Uh, how's your guys' Christmas? How's your holidays? Oh, so relaxing. I crashed all of my hours that I needed to work for the week into three days, and then had three days off, and it was glorious. Nice. I had to work almost every day before Christmas, but on the bright side, I didn't get nearly as much coal as, as uh, Gandorf did, so that's a good thing. <laughs> That is a good note. I hope that Santa was nice to both of you guys. Uh, I know that we've kind of went back and forth between the naughty and nice list, but uh, you know, I hope he showed some pity on you. He was very good to me this year. Uh, I got a really cool hand-drawn, Taylor, you'll like this, a hand-drawn picture of young Link and young Zelda from Ocarina of Time. It was really cool. Oh, I saw that. That was gorgeous. That was pretty nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit jealous. Yeah, right? Yeah, so it was uh, it was really cool, and uh, had a it was, it was a nice little break, um, nice to get some R and R. So uh, I feel recharged and ready to go for today. Of course, we're coming at you New Year's Eve. So what else are we going to talk about? But we're going to talk about the year that was and the year that is going to be. Of course, we're going to reflect on everything Zelda that uh, that came in 2018. It wasn't a lot, but there were some key moments that we're going to touch on. Uh, we're going to talk about the state of the Switch in 2018. We're going to get to what we want to see from Zelda in 2019 and what we expect to see from Zelda in 2019. And we're going to hit you with one bold prediction each. But first, before we get there, everyone else is doing it, so why don't we just be fashionable? Top five games from 2018. Kat, I know that you told me that uh, <laughs> you're sitting this one out because you can't decide, but... Yeah, Taylor, I think you and I can make a, a quick go of this. So why don't you hit me with your and in, in no particular order, hit me with your number five really quick. Uh, I think we both agree on this one. That's gonna be uh, God of War. God of War, yep. Yeah. Probably <laughs> my game of the year. I will say it's close. Probably. It's it's a toss up between that and another on my list, but I, I like. There is nothing to really dislike about this game, IMO. I, I think that it's it's definitely the best God of War in the series. And I, and I really enjoyed the original oh, trilogy easily. for what it was. Oh, yeah. God of War this year was... I, I will say that was one that I did I did want to want to touch on because, holy cow, it was beautiful. And, like, it, it may or may not have made me cry like a baby. <laughs> The story was fantastic. I think it, what's it was great about, uh, it was great. Yeah, yeah. I think what's like super super awesome about this God of War is that it takes a series that you would never really consider to be a contender for like, you know, beating out like The Last of Us from a story perspective, and then comes out with this version, and all of a sudden, like you're rethinking your entire life. <laughs> trying to figure you know, out wow where'd this come from it's funny that you mentioned the last of us actually because i i just bought a ps4 not that long ago much overdue uh and i got you know all the good games to go along with it and i finally played the last of us and it was every bit as good as i'd heard it was and when i was playing god of war i actually saw a lot of similar qualities in uh, in that game as in the last of us whereas the biggest one obviously centers around the relationship with kind of a a cold protagonist with a young understudy. So uh, yeah, God of War, I think, uh, definitely on our on our list. Um, but narrowly, narrowly losing out, and I don't even know if I want to say this definitively for Game of the Year honors for me is Celeste. Uh, really awesome platformer with a like surprisingly really deep story. You've probably heard a lot about this game, so I, I won't uh, I won't go on for too long about it. But if you're on the fence about it, like I was for probably the first eleven months of the year do it it's it's so good the gameplay is awesome but like the one thing that uh, that just surprised me was was the story and that's not something that you expect a platformer to really excel at but uh it was great i think it's a running theme this year with video games and surprisingly really deep and good stories 
Yeah, that's definitely on my list of games to play. I know, Andy, you recommended it to me, and like that night I put it on my wish list. So it's one I definitely want to touch on. What else you got, Taylor? Uh, let's see here. Well, we're, of course, looking at Spider-Man. That was probably one of Sony's greatest moves in recent history, and to have done it as well as they did it, uh, you know, granted, granted, I think both of us have now said that it it definitely plays very similar to the Arkham games. And if rumors are true about what uh, the Arkham makers are up to, it could be really neat. But for those of us who are trying to satisfy that Arkham urge and you love Spider-Man, this new one is for you. Yeah, it's literally an Arkham game. And I also put that on my top five of the year. Um Although I played a game which was really challenging it for that for that spot. Because if any of the games on my top five are going to go out, it'd probably be Spider-Man. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, the uh, uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man is great. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like this has been a really good year for Spider-Man. I was a big Spider-Man fan, fell off the bandwagon after the uh, abomination that was Spider-Man 3. But, uh, man, it, it came back. He was really great in Infinity War. And then this game comes out. And, my God, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is just amazing. So, uh, yeah, Spider-Man was, was really good. It was a really good game. And I'm looking forward to the inevitable sequel. I I think that Ragnarok is clearly happening because you and I are agreeing a lot right now. <laughs> oh, no. Think, brace, um, brace, brace, brace. <laughs> I think if I had played Celeste, it would probably have knocked off Spider-Man from my list, but I have not. So for now, Spider-Man is definitely on there. Nice. All right. Well, what else you got? Uh, well, I mean, we all know what's what else is on my list. I mean, we've only been talking about it for the past three weeks, and that's Smash Ultimate. Yes. Like, fun, fun, fun. What can I say? Yep. Yes. That, spoilers, that's on my list too, so... Well, <laughs> God, I think people have heard us talk about Smash enough, so let's just say that Smash Ultimate is on our list. Taylor, we have three of the same top five games of the year now. What is going on? Hit us with your fourth pick here, and uh, and let's see if we can uh, be different. Alright, last, but certainly not least, for me, is Detroit Become Human. This game really, really surprised me. Interesting. I don't think that lasts for you, though. Isn't that only your fourth game? No. Uh, God of War, Smash Ultimate. Oh, no, you're right. It isn't. I didn't talk <laughs> yeah, about the other right. one. I was a little worried but, about your ability uh, to yeah, count to very, five very there. Very interesting. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> hey, Taylor, what day is it? Uh, don't I, answer I, that. I don't we don't know. want them to know we we take the shows. Oh, God. Spoilers. Oh, secrets. <laughs> All right, so Detroit Become Human. Literally so, like an interactive movie. It, it is, but I have to say, this game is probably my game of the year. Like, if God of War isn't that, it's definitely Detroit for me. And wow. Yeah. Like, okay, so I'll preface this by saying that Andy's absolutely right. It is basically an interactive movie. Now, hold on. Um, That's not a bad thing either. I didn't mean that. No, as no, no. And, and it's, it's basically, for me, it felt like what I really wanted Heavy Rain to be. What was it, like, eight years ago when that game came out? Nine years ago? And, like, I don't know. Just the story really got to me. Like, I started I started watching somebody play it on Twitch, and then I was just like, wow, this is actually a whole lot more interesting than I thought it would be seeing some of the trailers. And so I started playing it, and I, just, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Like, every time... You know, I would stop playing and I'd go to work or something like that. Like, my mind would just be on, oh, man, what is happening? What's going on? What's what's going to happen next? How are my choices going to affect this this ultimate story? And I don't know. It just it, it really, really grabbed me. That's interesting to hear you say that. I'm, I'm not as high on the game as you are. Uh, granted, I haven't finished the last couple chapters, but... Uh... Maybe it's because I read a lot of science fiction, so the concept of AI, you know, isn't, you know, it's been explored in a lot of the things I read and I watch and stuff like that, so it, the, the topic isn't as fresh, but uh, something about, 
it's almost too interactive, if that makes any sense. Like, I, I don't have a problem playing, like, an interactive movie and making choices, but, like, just pressing R1 to pick up a cup of coffee, I, I wasn't super enamored with, but I do like it. And it has that ridiculously handsome dude from Grey's Anatomy. Like, <laughs> I can never remember his damn name. Jesse the character something. he plays in that show. It's Jesse something, and then it also has another ridiculously handsome dude named Brian Decker, who plays Connor that the dude, doofus, as you would call that, him. That dude's not <laughs> handsome. He's a dude, what's he's the, super What's the doctor's handsome. name on Grey's Anatomy? Why can I never remember this? My fiancé watched like 12 seasons of this. Oh, it's Jackson. It's Jackson. <laughs> In this there, case, yeah, I think I you're Grey's the Anatomy. expert. <laughs> <laughs> there are millions of people shutting this show off right now. <laughs> <laughs> I I think you're right in that, like, being a science fiction game, obviously, no, AI is not a, a unique concept. You know, we're both fans of Mass Effect, which deals really heavily with that topic uh, in numerous ways. But I think just the way the game handles it um, is actually fairly uh, unique, I want to say. Like, the way they go about explaining, you know, kind of an unoriginal topic is is really well done. And I think they that, that's uh, fair. they really nailed it. That's fair. Uh, so last on my list of top five games of the year is Octopath Traveler, which came out uh, back in the summer. Really, really great old school throwback uh, JRPG. Like, got those SNES vibes. Like the kind of the spiritual successor to Final Fantasy VI. Uh, you you kind of have to see it to appreciate it. It looks just so cool. It looks like a pop up storybook. Um, not a little bit unconventional in the way that it tells a story, but really, really fun to play. Um, and I had a great time with it. And like, whenever I whenever I look back and I'm just like, ah, this game was maybe not that great or maybe could have been better. I look at it and I'm like, okay, well, I spent 90 hours playing it. So obviously it couldn't have been that bad. So Octopath Traveler. So there you yeah, go. Taylor, really... what was your last one? Axelpath was really great. I think it barely nudged out from my list. But my last pick, (laughs) if you're tired of hearing Smash Ultimate and you've watched the Video Game Awards recently, you're probably just as sick of the title. (laughs) That's Red Dead Redemption 2. Get out of here. And the award for the best God of War game goes to Red Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead Redemption 2! We were all watching the, the Game Awards together on Discord, on our Zelda Dungeon Discord, and, and Red Dead Redemption 2 is winning every Everything. single freaking oh award. Gosh. <laughs> Look, now I agree that Red Dead did not necessarily deserve all the awards, <laughs> awards it got. It got. Wow, I can't speak English today. Um, uh, t- such as music. That was, mm-hmm. that was a weird Voice choice, acting. considering its competition, but... I, the game is really, really good, both from gameplay and story perspective. Especially if you played the first Red Dead Redemption, I think um, the story has, holds a lot more weight, and the, the gameplay is just phenomenal. Like I don't think I've seen a video, uh, sorry, a, a, a game company devote this much effort into. Like I, I, I don't want to say realism per se, but like immersiveness, I guess is 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 the right word. I, like I guess that's what happens when Rockstar makes you work hundred hour work weeks. <laughs> hey yeah. Oh, <laughs> So uh, I guess apparently <laughs> that was supposed to only be like the top staff, and they all volunteered for it. I don't know if I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I believe that either. But uh, if you <laughs> haven't final... heard it, read into that controversy, you should. I would say the final product is definitely representative of the the effort they put into the game and the money because that game was not cheap to make. That's good. I'm I'm sure that I will play it eventually one day, but not now because I'm sick of it. <laughs> there you go. Our top five games of the year. By everybody else talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I did. Ju- I want to give an honorable mention to one game that I just finished playing. It was named Gree. And it is a super, super beautiful uh, platformer that's like hand-drawn and it's got watercolors. And uh, your your main goal is you're playing as a, as, as Gree, this girl, and she's, uh, I don't know, she's going through a tough time. And, and basically the, the premise of the game is you actually restore color to the world. So 
at first you unlock red and then green and then blue and whatever really really cool game yeah uh, not very long it's pretty short it's super easy you can't die there's no enemies or anything like that but uh if anyone's got a couple bucks to burn on the eShop, got some christmas gift cards that is a good way to go i really enjoyed it and if you're uh you know if you ever need to show somebody make an argument for the case of uh, video games as art that's the one so there you go Hmm. I'll have to check it out myself. Yeah. What do you like say? Really... That sounds right up my alley. Yeah. yeah. What do you say we reflect back on 2018 in the year that was The Legend of Zelda? Yeah, let's now, do it. 2018 was actually the first year since, I want to say, 2010 that a new Legend of Zelda game was not released. So it very... Very strange that nothing came out. Usually, there's uh, they've been getting really good at annualizing the Zelda series via remakes or new games or anything like that. So it was a little bit odd not to see anything really come out. Um, of course, we did get the Champions Ballad at the tail end of 2017, but uh, you know that that wasn't super long. And by the time that 2018 started, there was really nothing and and nothing on the horizon or on the immediate horizon, I guess I should say. Of course, one of the big rumors over the past year was Skyward Sword HD, which we did touch on, and that was probably the biggest development for Zelda this year. Would that be fair to say, guys? Uh, I think so, for sure. Yeah. My only problem with that is that, like, we haven't gotten anything concrete at all about anything regarding the topic. Like, they, they've gone back and forth saying, oh, yeah, you know, something's in the works in, in terms of a remake of some sort or or an HD port or like whatever you want to call it but you know we've gotten next to nothing and then they hint one thing and then they say oh yeah no that's not what it is and they're, it's they're very wishy-washy about this and so it, it kind of I'm, I'm like on the fence of like oh I'm really really excited for this but there it there's nothing there for me to really take apart at this point well and I feel like the entire year has just been nothing but not just with Skyward Sword, but rumors of different games and just fluctuating back and forth. Oh, it's true. Oh, it's not true. Oh, here's evidence. Well, that's not true. You know, it's there's not been anything yeah, solid at all. Enjoying their Breath of the Wild success, you know. Uh, probably just like okay, yeah, everybody honestly, step they out. That. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, it was it was a year of like really fan made speculation funneled a lot so of course we didn't get any confirmation on skyward sword hd or or not um we'll talk about that in a little bit when we talk about what we expect to see happen in 2019 but going back to fan-made speculation this one i think really took the cake for fans making something out of nothing yeah because there was nothing to talk about so back in uh, a couple months ago the producer of the uh critically acclaimed and very good castlevania netflix anime show uh, hinted that he was taking another major Japanese property and uh, and adapting it to to Netflix, and of course people went just bonkers, thinking that you know it's got to be Zelda. Um, of course, it turned out that it wasn't. It was Devil May Cry, which nobody cares about <laughs> except for Taylor. <laughs> so so uh, that was a fun little ride for uh, for you know while it lasted, but again, just a whole lot of. A whole lot of nothing. Was... And then I guess the last the last big part of the year, as Kat pointed out, was creating a champion just uh, being released locally. Yeah, so... it was, I mean, just this massive book all about Breath of the Wild with art and going into the lore and the history of Hyrule and, and its people. And, like, it was one big thing of, like, oh, yeah, by the way, we came out with this game in 2017. Here's more about it. So... I thought it was really, really cool. I got excited about it. I didn't write this down either. Sorry, go ahead, Taylor. No, that actually reminds me um, that the Hyrule Encyclopedia also came out, at least here in the States, or at least uh, for Western audiences. Uh, that also came oh, out. Oh, you're year. right! Sure. That did come out this year. Shortly before the marathon, actually. Yeah! And yeah, I... I got the almost exact same impression as you did, Kat, from (laughs) 
<laughs> from the creating a champion as I did from the encyclopedia because it definitely feels like Nintendo threw it out there saying like, oh yeah, we had a game, you know, a little while back and maybe to- here's some other fun Zelda stuff to keep your attention occupied, even though we kind of spent little to no effort on this. Well, and I, yeah, I think you touched on it. I really think that both the books, the encyclopedia and creating a champion were just kind of like to cover up the fact that they were silent with everything else. Like there was nothing else. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's fair to say that for the encyclopedia, considering that I, I believe the encyclopedia came out around the same time as Breath of the Wild in Japan. Oh, okay. Like, I think That's it was fair. last year when it came out in Japan, and we, we only just got it, but... That's fair. There's... Yeah, well, there's still definitely a feeling of, like, we when I'm flipping through the encyclopedia, at least, it there's a lot of... Like, interesting lore bits and pieces and stuff like that, but it definitely feels tacked on. Like, it's not something that was well thought out or well developed, and more along the lines of, we kind of got to shovel something out and see if the if the fans like it. I, Which was I, an interesting contrast to Hy- Hyrule uh, Historia for me. Well, and that's kind of what I felt about it, was just that it was almost like Hyrule Historia 2. <laughs> And I liked Hyrule Historia, yeah, I and liked I liked Hyrule Historia. I liked the encyclopedia, but like it, I liked the Historia a little bit better. I just thought, I, I yeah, I, I really just thought the encyclopedia was just an add-on. They tried to ruin Majora's Mask for me with the encyclopedia. I'm not letting <laughs> it happen, but they tried really hard. Historia was the first too, so it's got a little bit more of a special place for me. I think. I think uh, they also spent more time on it. That's just the feeling I get from yeah, reading prob- the two. That's probably fair. I guess we, I guess we should also talk about the thing that just won't die either, and that is the uh, uproar over <laughs> Breath of the Wild's timeline placement. Which, <laughs> good God, I just I saw an article two days ago from I think it was like Comic Book News or something like that. It was just like the worst, most clickbaity, most uninformed article saying Breath of the Wild's timeline placement revealed and and had no sources. And the only <laughs> thing of consequence it said was like, uh, Nintendo said that they didn't, they didn't know where it fit in the timeline because they didn't, they didn't think it need to fit anywhere. So comic book news, I'm calling you out. Your article sucked. That's no, do, do some work if you're going to make an article like that. But uh, this, that's it, not at all what was said. Still, <laughs> no, it, it isn't at all. <laughs> I just, it's just like, recall, I distinctly recall Locke just absolutely blowing this article up in the Zelda Talk chat in Discord. <laughs> and it was, I oh, came he was home 100% from work, right to do so. I came home from work, looked in the Zelda Talk chat, saw that Locke was talking. I was like, ooh, this is going to be interesting. And then he's just blasting this article. And I loved every second of it. That was probably the favorite, my favorite part of the year when it comes to Zelda discussions. I, I do think that it's just like... Oh my god, let it die. Like, we're still talking about where it fits in, in the timeline. The timeline will always like, let it go, man. It will always be a topic of discussion. It will always be a debate because it's never going to be clear and nobody's ever going to be satisfied. And as long as they well, can keep so moving games. It's th- like one of those examples of, you know, be careful what you wish for because everybody's all like, yo. Do we have a Zelda timeline? They come out with the Zelda timeline. Man, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Yet, that's all anybody can talk about it's when like, it comes to new games and things. It's like when you get an answer and it's like, I didn't want this answer. This isn't good. <laughs> well, you ask for it. All right, well, let, let me tell you what was absolutely not up for debate and left everybody unsatisfied. And that was the state of Zelda in Super Smash Bros. Uh. So Smash Ultimate comes out to critical acclaim. Obviously we've we've just said it's our it's one of our games of the year and Cat, I think you'd probably agree with that. Oh, one hundred percent. A little bit less time than us. <laughs> great game. So before anyone starts dumping on us and being like, just be grateful Whatever, okay, we love it, we're grateful, but it still sucks that there is no new Zelda in that game really at all. There was no new Zelda playable characters, which, you know, we God, we've spent forever complaining about Fire Emblem and Pokemon and Piranha Plant. Frickin' Piranha Plant <laughs> as a playable character. 
it doesn't sound like we're going to get any Zelda playable characters because uh, Reggie basically said at the Game Awards, all the downloadable fighters are going to be people that you don't really see coming. So that, that kind of signals to me that they're all going to be outside the box kind of entries. We got, I mean, to be fair, Zelda did get a new stage and there were only about six new stages added. But then also, to be not fair, the stage kind of sucks. Am I right in saying that, do you think? I actually like it. I have a lot of fun with it. Really? Uh, yeah. What, uh, Taylor, what about you? Ultimately, while I'm hey. super, super happy that Sub-Zero yeah. will be making it into this game with the DLC at some point, I don't... <laughs> I feel like Ganondorf was... Like, with all of his buffs and changes, he feels like a new character to me. I can't stop playing him, and he might actually usurp Link's spot as my main. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. He was, he's been tweaked and he feels really good. And and so does Link. You know, anyone listening to this show knows that we think that he's, you know, feeling, he's playing pretty good. And Taylor, you're obviously glad to have young Link back. You're probably the only one, but at least there's somebody out there. But, uh, I, you know, it, it is, it's tough not to feel a little wanting from the Zelda side of Smash Bros. And again... Not complaining about Smash Bros. the game, an amazing game. I have, like, a stupid amount of hours into it. But it would have been really cool to see another playable character or a better stage or just, in, like, even some new stuff. You know, we got one new Zelda item, the Beetle, and it's probably the worst item in Smash. That thing is just garbage. We're all Zelda fans. It's to be expected, you know? Like, we we really love Smash Brothers, but, you know, we we have to point out the fact that the Zelda offering is not as uh it's it's like delectable. going to Christmas dinner expecting turkey and getting uh getting a veggie burger. Yeah. I'm sure that some people like veggie burgers. I like veggie burgers. Not me. <laughs> Damn it, cat, you're too nice. Sorry. <laughs> Captain Diplomacy. Now hold on, here. Taylor. You you slithered away from that question. True true or false, the Great Plateau stage in Smash sucks. It does not suck. Uh, <laughs> I want to agree with you, but at the same time, I, I have my issues with it. But I don't know. I think I think at the end of the day, I actually like it. Yes, I win. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. No good. It, it, it definitely has problems. Don't get me wrong. When that when the thing when the thing breaks. It's it's pretty good, but before then, just playing it sucks. Yeah, I, I would agree. And with that. you know, and you know what? Actually, um, it is funny that there's not really that much music from Breath of the Wild in Super Smash Bros. I mean, there's not really much music that would translate well from Breath of the Wild. I guess to be fair, but there is a decided lack of music. I know. I was there, I was about to go there and I was like I better not. <laughs> there's a, well you also have to consider the fact that they're taking songs from 30 plus years of games. So it's like obviously there's not going to be a bunch from Breath of the Wild because they want to cover the entire spectrum. Like you can't just well, have on, a thousand on. songs from Breath of the Wild. Wait a minute though. Like okay, I'm going to just come out and say it. Like, Breath of the Wild has one of the best soundtracks of any video game I've played in, like, the past three years. And it's unfortunate because you hear you hear it almost nowhere in the actual game. It's meant to be atmospheric. Like, I, I agree with you. It's one of the best soundtracks. I, it's not meant to be so forward and in your face, though. Like, I thought they... Okay, you, you want a game that has atmospheric music... Go play Dark Souls and Bloodborne. Those games have really oh atmospheric music. Here we music go again. There's almost no music until you encounter a boss, and it's like the most epic piece of music you've ever heard in your life. You know? And Breath of the Wild doesn't have that same effect. It has, okay, we have the same thing where you're traveling through the world, there's not a whole lot of music, then there's you know, little bits and pieces. You can tell that there's something just beneath the surface. And then you get to something really big, and oh, it's almost silent. Where's my music? My point is that <laughs> there is a lot of cool music in Breath of the Wild. That uh, you know they took all the heavy hitters, which I guess is all that I need. The the, the cover of Cass's theme is just on point. I like that one. It would have been cool to see like uh, 
a little bit more music though from that game. But I digress. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like Breath of the Wild has amazing music. I just wish we got to hear it more. I. All right. So in conclusion, <laughs> Young Link sucks. Uh, Breath of the Wild, the Great Plateau stage is not good. It's That's awesome. <laughs> Taylor, nothing. Nothing. I am so <laughs> done with with you. <laughs> just. We're so thankful you guys are spending your New Year's Eve with us. (laughs) You get to just hear us bicker for the next hour. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to flip the script here a little bit. We're going to talk about what we expect to see from Zelda in 2019 here in just a second. But I do want to I I do want to sneak in a a little bit about the Switch um, and talk about 2018, the year that was for the Nintendo Switch. I do feel, I mean, we can all agree that 2017 was, if not the best, one of the best years that any company has had ever in terms of just like quality releases, like bang, 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 one after the other. You started off with Breath of the Wild, Mario Kart 8, Splatoon 2, uh, Mario and Rabbids, Mario Odyssey, like Xenoblade Chronicles 2. That year was just like Titan after Juggernaut, after Godzilla, after King Kong. And I was quite worried that, you know, to to put it maybe a little crass, Nintendo had blown their load in 2017 and not left a lot in the tank for 2018. And I think that there was probably an element of truth in that. But I, I the slump year that was 2018 wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. What about you guys? Well, it wasn't as slumpy considering they hit us with the one-two punch that was ultimate. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I think they definitely yeah, saved I mean, a lot of face with Ultimate. Ultimate and and even Pokemon Let's Go. I'm actually really surprised how much I enjoyed that game for for what it was. And it didn't pretend to be anything that it wasn't. And that was just a nostalgia trip. But, uh, I mean, really, until you got there, though, it was looking pretty bleak for the well, Switch. I 100% believe that that was Nintendo's design. Like, they... They knew what they were coming out with this year, and they, as as you said, like, you know, they were giving the impression that they had kind of spent all their chips, and at this point, people are thinking, well, what else are they going to come out with? And, you know, Nint- Nintendo is smart. They're not, they're not dumb about what they're releasing and what they're, what they're throwing out there. So, right. the fact well- that we had... I also think the that they that did Smash Ultimate on the Horizon just made it you know a really good year. I also think that they wanted to focus a little bit more on like bringing in a lot of nindies and focus on a lot of independent developers and bringing those games in and give them some time to release on the Switch and like the fact that Nintendo seems to be opening up a little bit more to smaller companies, smaller developers, and bringing in titles that aren't necessarily just straightforward Nintendo onto their consoles, like that big open gap left a lot of room for that. So, I definitely I agree. agree that this year was amazing for their for demonstrating their support for third party. I I feel like this was the year that finally, because Nintendo needed to have that big year in 2017. They really needed it, and I understand mm-hmm. why they you know got all their big guns out of the way. So when you have a when you have a year where your first nine months and there's like two first party releases and it's Kirby and, and Mario Tennis and neither one of them are really critically acclaimed, I think this was the year where finally Nintendo's third party stepped up, especially in the particularly in the form of the Nindies, where you had games like Celeste, you had games like Hollow Knight, you had games like The Messenger, you had games like Gree, these games that really, you know. They can't carry the load by themselves, but when you have enough of them, they can carry the load. And like the the amount of quality games that came out for the Switch this year is is just staggering. I bought more games this year than I ever have in my life. Um, Not just that. So I, I, I really like a, agree with that. I think it's a sampling of what's to come. Like I think that 2019 may not be as big, say with like huge titles that we're all familiar with, but I think they're going to like just really hit us with you know, some really solid third party titles that Nintendo isn't really known for. Oh, I think twenty nineteen is gonna be a really much. good year. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
Even I, even from Nintendo themselves, you've got I mean you've got Luigi's Mansion, you've got Animal Crossing, you've got Yoshi. You know those are some pretty big names, and obviously you're going to have continued support for Smash. Well, also think about it this way: like the Switch is going to get its first Mortal Kombat game since the N64 and GameCube. Like that's that's incredible on its and, own. And it's how weird is it to see Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon on Switch too? <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. So I think I, they're. I, 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 I think they're trying to. I think it's going to be amazing. I think they're really trying to just kind of take a leaf out of out of some of the major players. So like, out of PlayStation and Xbox's books, and be like, okay, what are they doing that weren't? Oh, they're kind of looking back and listening to people and doing what people kind of want them to do. Oh, maybe we should consider that. <laughs> I think it's I mean, obvi- obviously I think this was th- this was a soft year for the Switch in comparison to 2017. I, I don't think there's any arguing that. I don't think there was a I way they could have the beat out line. Breath of the Wild to be honest though. I I don't either. Like even the even the combo of Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey is is like a combo for the ages. That's like Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time releasing you know, in the same calendar year. But 2018, I was expecting much more of a slump. And uh, they they weathered it much better than I thought that they would. We'll see if it lasts into 2019. It's less of a statement towards, say, Sony and Microsoft. I think it's more just Nintendo saying, hey, we've heard you for a long time and where you want more, you know, third-party support, you want more of, you know, the games that are coming out on Sony and Microsoft to also be available on the Switch. And I think they're just saying, yeah, like, we hear you loud and clear, and we've had plans, you know, be a little patient with us, and we're going to show you a real good time. That's fair. All right. So let's move on here. Uh, let's talk about, we're going to break it down into two categories here. The first category that we're going to get to is what do you expect to see from Zelda in 2019? Now, all three of us have some bold predictions of what we would like to see from Zelda, but some of them are... Some of them are more realistic than others, so <laughs> let's just go, let's, first of all, let's say what we, you know, what do we actually realistically expect from Zelda in, in the new year? And I'll start with you, Taylor. Um, I really, really want to see a new main title Zelda game, but I seriously doubt it's going to happen, in, at least in 2019. I definitely think the Switch is going to get another main title Zelda game, but... I don't think it's going to be next year. So my expectations are more along the lines of we're getting something, you know, kind of like, you know, Majora's Mask 3D or Ocarina of Time 3D-esque. Let's, let's just call it what it is, Skyward Sword HD. I mean, I'm hoping. I really I, am. Yeah, I think we're all hoping for that. <laughs> I think we all agreed uh, yeah, that I, I agree. it wasn't out of the question. I think... You know, despite the Nintendo saying, "Oh yeah, we're not working on that." Like we we all know your game. We've, <laughs> we've been there. We've heard that story before. We've been played by you before. <laughs> yeah, well, well, to take the reins here for a sec, that that is what I expect from Zelda in 2019. I expect Skyward Sword HD to be announced sometime, probably at E3, and then release sometime in the late summer. Is what I expect. Um, no. No new Zelda title, I don't think, to be revealed next year. Um, no, not on the Switch, anyways. That is. So, uh, I, I, you know, as much as like you said, I would love to see that. I think that maybe we'll see. You know, we we probably won't see the first hints of the next Zelda game until I would say 2020 at the earliest. I actually don't know if I agree. That's actually what I expect to see is the very first look like it doesn't even have to be anything solid just like some sort of teaser some sort of like even just character art um or some sort of solid information about the next big switch release zelda um and i i think it's going to come out around the time of e3 like because how how soon or how early before breath of the wild did they start teasing it i think they're going to play that again and just go years before Oh, so you mean we're going to get a 10-second trailer and then nothing for three years? Uh, that's kind of what I'm Perfect. seeing. Yeah, that's kind of what I expect. I don't know if I uh, want Nintendo's, that again. Like, no, I felt Nintendo's pretty good about showing off games that come out 
you know, nine to 12 months from when they show it. I think Breath of the Wild was definitely an anomaly. I think they're going to try and play it again just to like just to be like, no, we're really working on something. I mean, we've already gotten their call for what was it like world builders, dungeon builders. So, I mean, that news is already point. That news has already been released. So there's something in the works. You got us there. Well, I won't lie. Like, I would be super, super hyped to see, you know, their announcement. Oh, yeah, Skyward Sword HD coming out in two months or whatever. You know, and then right after that, but wait, there's more. <laughs> 30 seconds of Zelda trailer. We've Wouldn't got that be cool if it was coming. inside Skyward Sword? Like HD, yeah, if they had like, like a little, uh, a little Easter oh, egg just, inside Skyward yeah. Sword HD? Oh, yeah. That would be cool. That'd be cool. Kind of like how they had really the Majora's Mask in like, two worlds. Yeah, that'd be cool. You man, you'd have that. Someone would crack that though <laughs> within the first day. I bet you. Hey. Oh yeah, absolutely. Probably. People will probably be looking for stuff like that if they ever release a Skyward Sword HD. Uh, so, Cat Skyward Sword HD next year. Do you say yay or nay? Do you think it'll come out or no? I think a Skyward Sword HD is going to come out, whether or not it's next year or 2020. I'm not sure. I think if it comes out next year, I kind of expect it to be like third or fourth quarter. All right, now let, let's get on to the juicy stuff here. The stuff that you guys are all really here to listen to. What do we want to see from Zelda in 2019? Give us your boldest, wildest predictions that, you know, have a, have a not impossible chance of happening, but probably not. What do we want to see from The Legend of Zelda in 2019? Kat, let's start with you. Well, one thing I want to see that I didn't touch on before, I want to see Link's Awakening HD. I'm going to hold on to that rumor, and I'm gonna, yeah. I'm not going to let that go. Hold on, let me jump in here for a second. Do you want to see that for Switch or for 3DS? 3DS. But the thing... Uh, okay. okay, I could see it going for Switch just because they already came out with the port for 3DS, and I think it'd be awesome on the Switch. Um, but I don't foresee them doing it on the Switch. But... Okay. No, that's... My, my bold prediction, though, is on the subject of rumors, and that seems to be kind of a common theme throughout this entire podcast, um, I'm not letting go of the rumors of Breath of the Wild DLC. I realize that Aonuma has already come out and said, no, we're, we're done, we're... But again, we've already mentioned it. Like, it's not unlike Nintendo to come in and drop a bomb and walk out. Like, I, I honestly kind of think... I'm going to hold on to this until probably about E3. And if I don't see anything by E3, I'll let it go. But, you know, they just they keep going back with the reminder of the timeline and with the release of creating a champion. Like they just keep going back to Breath of the Wild. I even though they say they're done, I don't think they are. Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to stop talking about the game has gotten you like 16 billion awards. Uh, that is past, totally you know, fair. 14 months or whatever, how long it's been. I don't know. I... And that's funny because you look at a game like Final Fantasy 15, which was released like, God, almost three years ago now, and they're still making DLC for it. Yeah, but they had planned that for the longest time. Like, they had already come out and said, hey, there's going to be, at a bare minimum, like three or four DLC episodes for each of the characters and then we'll see what happens after that. So yeah, I'm just saying it's it's not like unprecedented, I guess. Right. I actually well, I'm no. with you cat. I predicted at E three that there would be more Breath of the Wild DLC and they uh they left me in the cold. So Yeah, I I'm not willing to let this one go. I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't happen, but I also wouldn't be surprised if it did. All right, yeah, well, there you I, go. That is pretty damn I, bold. <laughs> I can't disagree. I mean, I I too would like a Link's Awakening remake. That would and be I have so said cool. Multiple times on this cast that I had expected one, considering the news that we were getting out of Nintendo. Um, that's but that's, that's not a nice my segue into yours. Yeah, I 
I really want it. I'd love it, and I, I'd be a fan of it coming out on the Switch to answer that upcoming question, Mr. Spateri. <laughs> but um, my prediction is more along the lines of 2D Zelda is not quite as dead, I think, as a lot of the fan base seems to uh, seems to think. And now, obviously, Link's Awakening and a remake of that would be in that line, but I'm actually thinking that we're going to get something more a la A Link Between Worlds, mostly because A Link Between Worlds was so successful amongst the fan base. Um, it, it's kind of middle of the pack for me. I really I enjoyed it for what it was, but it was not quite the A Link to the Past I was looking for in the game. Uh, but it was it was enormously successful. It did, you know, so well that, you know, almost immediately after, Nintendo was like, yeah, we're also working on Majora's Mask, by the way. <laughs> you know, and it, it was good. It was a good game. It reminded us kind of of that nostalgic feeling of what it was like to kind of to play through a link to the past and, you know, giving us that sequel that a lot of us were wanting for a long time. And I think that because of that, Nintendo is probably going to revisit that style sometime soon. And I think it could be 2019. I agree with you. I think that I think it's not a matter of if they'll revisit that style. Just, just when, yeah. One hundred percent. And and not not even when, but is that a physical release at full retail price? Because it's hard to so, charge yes. eighty dollars for Breath of the Wild and then charge eighty dollars for a link between worlds. Right. You know what I mean? Or a game in that vein. And maybe but I'm just being silly it. because Well no they haven't though. I mean well, okay, yes, well, back in the back in the day with a link to the past. But, well, they know, did it with the link between worlds. It it wasn't eighty dollars because it didn't have three you know three DLC, but it was still a full price. But it was Zelda it was game. on a yeah, but it was also on a smaller platform. Is my point right? Where you don't have but that if they direct were to release a, a full, but if they were to release a full two D game like uh, like Link Between Worlds, and they just expanded the amount of content in the game to be representative of say a game on the Switch, they could totally justify charging full price for it, and they would charge full price for it. Which yeah yeah you're totally right. Like if they if it was big enough, um, the, you know obviously they would charge full price, and I'd be and I'm not alone. I'd be willing to pay full price for that. I think it's just a matter of, you know, are they gonna go the route of like, like Blossom Tales is a great Zelda game. Um, that's not a Zelda game, but it's you know it's obviously smaller, more quaint, a throwback to the olden days, and it's perfect in its place as like a, a digital release for a smaller price. And I wonder if they wouldn't just do that with Zelda. I don't think that they would, but it's interesting to think about. So here's a bolder prediction then uh, to add on to what I've already already done. I think that 2D Zelda games are kind of going to become the kind of classic Zelda that a lot of people were missing in Breath of the Wild. And then main title Zelda series in the future are going to kind of take on the the Breath of the Wild aspect. So they're going to kind of double dip there and give us, you know, the classic series that we really, really want in their 2D versions and then come out with, you know, main title Zelda games like Breath of the Wild that are experimenting and expanding upon their original right. ideas and their and their newer stuff. Well, and if that's the case, then they're going to start having they're going to yeah, have to cool. start moving all of those 2D games over to the Switch because I mean, I know they said they were going to still keep producing games for the 3DS and what like through 2019 at the very least. But like God that's an that. older that's an that is an older like system. It's, it's going it's, on its seventh year. It's it's on its last leg. So if they do that, and I don't know if they're going back to double dipping, I don't know if they're going to be going to be doing that. But that's what I'm saying is like that. That's a reason why we would see that on the switch. And I think mm -hmm. it's going to happen. I like I, I, I heard Nintendo loud and clear when they said it was all like, oh, yeah, you know, 3DS isn't going anywhere, even with the switch's release. And I'm like, OK, well, sure. Show me show me a really big title game that's going to come out for that in the next two years and i'll believe you and i haven't seen that yet personally so whoa, i whoa, whoa, whoa. okay look like i said personally for me i didn't see anything that 
that was major and big that I wanted to play on the 3DS come out in the last year and a half since the Switch's release. So for me, that's valid. And I think that the Switch is the natural progression. It's the way that they want to go. And from the, the way that they've been doing releases for the Switch, it seems like that's Nintendo's goal too. I would I would be really really excited to see a large scale 2D game for the Switch. I I would be really excited, but it would have to be on a larger scale because I don't know what it is, but if you asked me to pay the same retail price for Breath of the Wild and the same retail price for A Link Between Worlds, it would be hard for me not to feel like I'm getting substantially less value for A Link Between Worlds. So I would just, I would hope that they would really expand that. I think that any game that's going to come out after Breath of the Wild, like the next Zelda game, unless it is a big name title and meant to be a big name title, I don't think anybody is going to be willing to pay that full price for it. Just because it's, it's just this massive comparison of, okay, we have this huge game. And here's a 2D game that we hope you guys like too. Like it's you underestimate us, Zelda nerds. <laughs> oh well, speaking well, is that, one it myself. Is, it is bold. Let's leave it at that. That is a bold prediction. <laughs> yeah, and you thought I, my I, I prediction it, wasn't bold. <laughs> well, what can I say? All right, I'm gonna finish this off. I kind of talked about this a little bit last year, not on the podcast, of course, but on the website. For me, there's a certain point in a console's life when it is legitimized, and that is when a Legend of Zelda game comes on it. Um, you look at the Super Nintendo, you look at the N64, you look at the the Switch, you look at it, basically all of Nintendo's consoles. Usually, there's a really good Mario game that leads in, which is fine, but Mario is also just... He slapped around on, on everything. There's a Mario game for everything you can think of. I think when a system gets a Zelda game, that's to me when it feels like, okay, like, they're all in, this is, you know, legitimate system. I guess that's why I, I never felt like the Wii U really succeeded, because it never got that Zelda, and when it did, it was, it was you know, abundantly clear that this was a Switch game first and a Wii U game second. So the point behind this is I think that Nintendo is going to legitimize the world of mobile gaming with a Zelda title in 2019. I really think that it's going to happen. Nintendo has experienced success before with Mario Run, with Animal Crossing Campfire, with Miitopia or whatever the heck that game was called, with Fire Emblem, um, with Pokemon Go. I think that it is time for a mobile Zelda game. you know. And I, I can hear the people out there groaning and rolling their eyes, but let's think about it. If you have a $5 Zelda game... Obviously, it's not going to be a main entry game. Obviously, it's not going to be something expansive. But conversely, that could be a really good substitution for what Taylor was just talking about. You have your large-scale 3D games on the Switch. And for gamers that want something a little bit more quaint and a little bit a little bit more old school, you can have your mobile Zelda games. And it could absolutely work. There is a plethora of of good Zelda-like games available on mobile right now, some of them for free even, that uh, that really kind of show how it can be done and how it can be done well. So I, I expect that Zelda takes the leap onto the land of mobile because, you know, it, it's kind of changing in the last couple of years, but for the most part, when you think about mobile games, you think about junk, right? Like you think about junk games that are sold for free and, and contain tons of ads and, and just generally they're not very good and i think that zelda can help change that perception i thought that it might happen in 2018 it didn't so i'm carrying that over to 2019 so baptism by zelda eh? <laughs> i actually i yeah, completely agree i think there's i think it's high time for a mobile zelda game like it's definitely on the horizon it's definitely on the radar I think so I'm actually think more that's... surprised by the fact that they haven't already come exactly. out with a Zelda, uh, Zelda mobile game. Exactly. Yeah. You know? and yeah. I, I think Zelda is obviously one of the franchises that, 
you know, Nintendo just treats with the absolute utmost respect. Like, there's never been a truly horrible Zelda game, and I think that... I'm sure that they know the reputation that mobile Zelda games have, and that's why we've got those friendlier series like Mario, Animal Crossing, and you know what I can't believe we haven't got on the phone yet is Kirby, because that guy is freaking everywhere. But I think that's why we've got... too busy with Ultimate. (laughs) No kidding. That's why we've got the safer series on mobile, though. But I think that, you know, it's it's time, and, uh, and Zelda can... I think that when you have a Zelda game in the app store or in the google play store that's it's just a big it's a big thing to say like you know this is a a place where you can play legitimate video games and they are not gonna you know bombard you with advertisements every two seconds and not gonna be reaching into your pocket to try and take out more money from you and they're they're gonna charge you five bucks and you're gonna get a quality product for it and it doesn't have to be this you know heaping pile of garbage everywhere so what would a zelda microtransaction even be (laughs) oh god who in order to recharge the master sword you must pay 4.99 well i guess i'm never using the master sword again (laughs) in order to get a hey listen you have to pay two bucks (laughs) (laughs) they'd only make money from me then (laughs) yeah in order in order not to get a hey listen you have to pay two bucks they'd be rich oh yeah there you go (laughs) So there we go. That's going to do it for us uh, this show. What are your guys' New Year's plans? What do you got going on? I work. (laughs) I'm actually not working for New Year's, which is really surprising since I work for Christmas Eve. I think uh, we're just switched then. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm going to try and relax because I've been working so much. That's good. I'm uh, going to have some scotch. I might have a cigar. Ooh. Fancy. towards a bountiful 2019. That sounds like a plan yeah. to me. Drink one for me, okay? <laughs> maybe after uh, maybe after I get home, I'll play you guys in Smash. How about that? I'm totally challenge down. accepted. All right, well that's that's gonna do it for us then this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Champions Cast. We kept it nice and short for you this week. There you go. We love you. Um. Make sure to head over to Podbean. Make sure to head over to iTunes. Like, subscribe, comment. Please leave a review if you like what we do on this show. That would mean a lot to us to see. Um, amazing, amazing support through 2018. We just couldn't be more grateful or thankful for, uh, for all the amazing feedback that we've gotten. And we hope, to, uh, we hope to continue it going forward into 2019. We've got some good things planned for you guys in the new year so make sure that you stick around for that have a safe and happy new year's everybody check us out on twitter you can find me at spateri 316 you can find taylor at gif underscore blue hawk you can find cat at is can did i get that right close enough (laughs) one day you'll get it (laughs) and that's gonna do it for us so stay safe enjoy your new year's have a bubbly or two and we'll see you back here in 2019 see you later guys (laughs) 